And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. It's a new day, y'all. Show love. Now, last week was a doozy. But this country's a doozy, so. I mean. <laughs> Wait, we gonna start off like this, or we? <laughs> I was just about <laughs> to say. Because I felt myself revving up. I was gonna say like it's not gonna be a repeat of last week um Mm -hmm. just because that was a lot of stuff that was bottled up and like of course people was texting me you know how you doing but I'm not just finna on you know in a text message um but I mean you know we might have our moments in this episode of being like wow America but that's really just every day for us I was to say that's every episode I like it's really rarely an episode that goes by and we're like, wow, this country's amazing. Whoa. That don't ever happen. <laughs> I mean, talk about hyperbole. Yeah, that would that would never happen. I think this country's here at best. Like, it, it exists. <clears throat> well, um, how does this show go? Do I have anything to say? I'm just trying to think mm. of anything before the news that I have to say. Probably not. You? I don't think so. We spent so much time talking before. That's true. Oh, actually, not that much. Not not as much as we uh. Yeah, if if but that's because we talk because because if Katie and I haven't spoken in a couple of days, like sometimes we just be doing our own stuff, and we come together to record. Half the time it'll be three hours before the mics even see the light of day. Like if it's even daytime anymore. So. <laughs> and we recording early. I feel refreshed. Like I feel you know, I'm an early person. Like sometimes. I remember that one episode I forgot uh we, we just hurry up and end it because you felt my energy change I don't like that I feel like I'm I'm normally in pretty good control of my my energy but that one day when it was like 11 o'clock we were still going I said not 11 o'clock y'all hear her it's <laughs> not even late <laughs> that is so late well remember, no, I but we like, recorded multiple times like past 1 a.m though <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me that day I don't know I'll I be waking up like at seven o'clock just because it's been six thirty like the past two weeks and i wake up i'll be like wow here we are i just sit there looking dumb and i'll be like well what you finna do nothing to do you said what i said ain't even nothing to do but I'm, i've always been a morning person like i feel like when you get up early in the morning you know what i'm saying you you work out you know I haven't been working out like that because I hate working out at home. I hate that junk. It's so ghetto, but you work out, you read your little Bible, period. You feel like by noon you've done so much. It's like, what else we finna do? But then eight o'clock comes and my eyes start getting heavy, so. See. <laughs> anyway. But yeah. Um, yeah, so there's not much going on but um actually no, no no there is one thing i have to say before it's part of the news um so i seen this a while ago didn't know what was going on with it but um on june 22nd um the long anticipated biography of florence price will be released Ooh, um, like a movie no it's a book oh yeah <laughs> you hear me come on grad school <laughs> what are we watching <laughs> Um, um, you can pre-order it I'll put the link um, there's also like an offer code and everything um, it's written by Dr. Ray Linda Brown um, and it also 
some of the money is going to support black music scholarships um for the university of illinois uh so yeah um it's gonna be um accompanied by a facebook live panel discussion on june 26th at 2 p.m eastern with the author of the book um and that's gonna be hosted by price fest shout out to y'all um so yeah i'm gonna link uh where you can pre-order the book um and also the offer code and, and that sort of thing so you can get a discount um and then in the spirit of today's episode we're talking about you know change and all that kind of stuff so um a lot of it was something that a lot of people have been doing um to try to you know arrive on the right side of history um is get on top of having discussions and that sort of thing around like race and classical music and um and equity and classical music so because a whole bunch of these have been happening i've just like compiled a, a couple of them that I have seen, and if I miss any, send them to us on Instagram or Classically Black Podcast at Gmail dot com. I think <laughs> not the pause. <laughs> it's episode eighty six. <laughs> um, now, but I've I've compiled a couple of these um, just so that you know who's having the conversations, what they're about, and where you can find them. Um, so first up, there's a series going around called the Common Ground series, community conversations. This was started, I believe, by a DMA student at UCLA. Um, this came to my attention through someone that we both know. Um, but it's essentially, um, it was essentially created as a space for conversation. Um, and there will be, there's panelists with varying levels of common ground. Um, and they discuss topics that affect the community. Um, and I guess the, the purpose is to find ways to you know overcome these differences and 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 better the spaces that they are all in um so far they've had two panels one on k-12 through music education and equity and uh one on jazz music in black america um so this is a series and it's ongoing so i'm gonna link where you can watch their videos um there was also one um called conductor's perspective that was hosted by the la phil um that was a conversation amongst four uh black conductors across generational lines um it was a conversation between roderick cox thomas wilkins michael morgan and jonathan hayward um and yeah if you're a conductor and you're interested in that i will i will link it there's so many of these going on that it's like i can't even watch all of them before we do this Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to, if y'all want, if if any of these spark interest to you, um, they'll be in the link. They'll be in the link. You hear me? How does episode come <laughs> on? It's been seven minutes. It'll be in the description. Um, another one. <laughs> it'll be in the link. Um, come on, another one. Um, that the Phila- the Philadelphia Orchestra did called "Here Together," a healing oh, you mean uh, conversation in music and. Right, exactly. Um, Joseph, Joseph Conyers and company um, did one called Here here Together. Sorry, in them. Joseph Conyers and them. <laughs> here did, um, <laughs> Here Together, a healing conversation in music and words. Um, it was a conversation with Wynton Marsalis and Valerie Coleman, um, which also included a performance by uh, Wynton Marsalis and a world premiere of uh, Coleman's a uh, seven o'clock shout that was written uh, in honor of the frontline workers in, in the pandemic 
the COVID nineteen one, not the racial one. Um, not the not the race one either. Right? Huh? Not the race one either. That's what I said. Oh. <laughs> or the class one, or the capitalist one. All right. So, who y'all got out of your plate? Don't you? Um, they also they dedicated this event to uh, George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, Tony McDade, Breonna Taylor, and the countless Black lives wrongfully and tragically lost or taken away. Sorry is what i would say taken away um and to the value and dignity of all black lives i will say that that just reminds me the wording on that just reminds me of like (laughs) i don't know it's a low-key a pet peeve of mine not well no it's less so a pet peeve and more just something i try to do like you whenever we talk about stuff like this you will never ever hear me say that a black person that was that was in one of these situations died because it's to me that's just the the vocabulary the of that no, is, they were is, is way, thank you it's like way too passive for me you will never yeah. ever hear me say that they died like you know like just like people say like oh you know martin luther king he didn't die for this he didn't die for anything he was murdered exactly so, murdered <laughs> so. and mind you he was shot and survived and then they, sm- they uh smuggled him let's go Listen, I'm smothered. A smothered mm-hmm. him at the hospital. So, like, like someone who has a heart attack in their sleep, they died. Someone that, that was sh- was hunted and shot was murdered. <laughs> like, I just feel you know a lot of people they they be kind of you know when you when they hear that word it's like yes it's supposed to be jarring yeah because that's what murder is. <laughs> but anyway, last but not least, um, okay, not the. <laughs> um the league of american orchestras had a panel uh called anti-black racism um and american orchestras um so that was hosted by aaron flag uh, sorry dr aaron flag um, chair <laughs> chair of the league's equity equity um diversity and inclusion committee and chair and associate director of the juilliard jazz studies program um and the panel was about um, exploring racism's uh, connection to orchestras um, and what orchestras can do about it and how the league's uh, EDI com- committee um, is engaging with and learning about racism and DEI. And it also features members of the League of American Orchestras EDI committee of the board. So orchestras know what they could do. They just not doing right. it. Right. Yeah. And that's why and that's why, you know what, classically black will be part of the solution in keeping our foot on these people's necks. Because y'all love a round table discussion, but Love it. You know what? any round table discussion we've been having? First of all, remember that one round table discussion we had? But Which it one? wasn't at Which with that one? with that CEO of that orchestra. Girl. <laughs> Y'all know what y'all are doing. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said it last week. Just say you just want you want to keep your white stuff, and if you want that black junk, go to Gateways, go to Howard, go to Morgan State. Fisk also has a choir. Morehouse sings very well. Be like, if you want that black junk, take it somewhere else because y'all know what to do. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all y'all really be going to rehearsal and be like, wow, look at all these white people. This is great. Like you know what it is. What, like when Tulsa Symphony wrote that thing with the pick your house or whatever with the composers, and y'all wrote. I said y'all really wrote, sat there and wrote down thirty white men in a row, and that sounded that seemed okay to you. Like no flags <laughs> like, were raised. 
That's the, the first orc. thing I noticed. And that's why you need to have one, just one black person in the room. Because that is the first thing I noticed when I looked at that. I said, this but, is 30 white men in a row. <laughs> but even, like, what, I re- what I've been realizing is that it's not even about having a black person in the room. They need black people in charge. Because if, well, yeah. if Keisha was there, she was like, y'all realize that ain't not even the basics not not saying Florence Price is basic but not even like the most well known yeah. still or Price is up there they would have been like oh be quiet you you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, <laughs> not oh be quiet you <laughs> like oh no like they they know what they're doing yeah. and it's like the orc because there's orc you know what I'm saying it's like all these people get they have the League of American Orchestras all these all these people are friends they are all friends you see what Cincinnati's doing. You see what Memphis Symphony's doing. You see what LA Phil is doing. Pittsburgh. And you be like, they have stuff in line, especially LA. I mean, like, come on. And it's like, y'all see that stuff and be like, oh, that's real great that y'all doing that black junk. You, y'all talk. Y'all, y'all are friends. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know, y'all know what's going on. Y'all know that like, and then, I mean, a lot of y'all be like, you know, I, we need a tax break, so we might as well get some of that black stuff that black latinx junk going on it might might be give us a little tax thing but it's like y'all are all friends y'all all get cocktails after league of american orchestra conferences don't act like you want to change anything you don't you just don't want people to say anything you don't want anybody to say anything about it so don't be now now's the time to be like we don't stand for racism you do Sorry, not sorry. Right, what y'all, what y'all need to do is we don't stand for racism anymore. <laughs> and I, I would rather see, <laughs> I'd rather see that. And I have a little thing, I'm I'm a little uh, thing I'm sitting on tonight and I'm gonna be like, to be frank, it's like y'all need to change the statement to we no longer stand for it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you might get dragged, but not, you might get dragged for it, but it's better, I'm, I'm gonna say I have a respect for the people that I'm gonna be meeting with tonight. You know, um, instrumentalist that I have a lot of respect for and, and I'm gonna be the youngest one there so I'm not gonna say it like this is my podcast you know I can say what I want but I'm not gonna be like and another thing you uh, but it's like you have to just call it what it changes what it is like when you be like when you be like I, when I was like okay I'm finna go vegan I wasn't like okay I'm just gonna have bacon on Mondays you know what I'm saying and then, it's like when you change something it's what it is like it's you can't you have to acknowledge what it is we are racist AF around here ain't no black people here what we gonna do about that <laughs> could you imagine could you imagine the orchestra puts out a freaking statement like that <laughs> i will we respect it we are racist af i'll be like i know it in the comments <laughs> think about when you want an apology for something right i got i got in an argument with uh with nikki last night a very brief one right and i thought she was she she was like you made me feel some type of way i thought she was joking at first right so i joked back and i was like i'm sorry uh what did i say i was like i'm sorry uh you felt that way right oh, right just because i thought she was joking right it's like it, that wasn't that wasn't a, an apology right and i knew it wasn't and when i realized she wasn't joking i was like oh shoot mm-hmm. but um it's like you have to you have to say what it is it's like you have to be sorry for acting this way mm-hmm. you like it is and it yeah. shouldn't take people getting murdered to do that 
that's what thank you and that's what i low-key got into a little tip with my mom about it because she was like well you know if if like does anybody have room to you know like it starts somewhere for everybody but i'm like no but at this point it's really 2020 is like not really an excuse it's like i get what you're saying like people come in at different points but yeah Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta take the heat that you deserve yeah because we were talking about this in reference to the nfl and i was like the nfl come on like they profits off of black people y'all can't possibly get up here and put a statement talking about we don't stand for racism after after what happened to colin kaepernick right with no apology like no y'all can't just all of a sudden join here and talk about yeah yeah we with y'all no you're not your words say one thing and your actions say another and the caucasity was real because the, the amount of caucasity you have to have to release a statement saying you don't Ridiculous. stand for racism i was like i need to be this confident like <laughs> I, was, I saw that and my jaw dropped i was like y'all are ridiculous ridiculous i'm like what you need to say is that we're racist as hell and, I can't and believe- we're sorry colin kaepernick for dragging you and and doing all that stuff to you i can't believe that people really like it's really it, it really baffles me that people expect us to stand for the national anthem like they look at well actually those people they probably just i mean they know history to the extent that this that the school system <laughs> teaches it which is barely anything um and in a lot of places totally inaccurate like remember when that textbook went viral and it was like and the slaves came here and and decided to work for free for the da, 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 da. and i was like huh like I'm there like, are people yeah, actually like, getting taught that in school i'm like you y'all think columbus columbus discovered america and then they had thanksgiving and then abraham lincoln freed the slaves and then out of the kindness of his heart that's also not why he did it not why at all (laughs) they also weren't all free when he did it and then um you know a little bit of jim crow a little bit bit too bad you know what i'm saying the 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 holes were for the bad black people you know and then we we took the sign the colored signs down off the water fountains and then martin luther king said a big old speech and then here we are (laughs) not a big old speech it, that was it no what was that thing it was that jasmine posted it was like and and martin luther king went on a big walk and now <laughs> <laughs> and now we're equal <laughs> not, a, not a big walk oh my gosh no yeah it's, it's so it's just like i just it's amazing that people really like yes you should do that i'm like i have no reason to stand for that girl for that ugly song and I also get, <clears throat> I also get like when I substitute teach. Like sometimes if I'm if I have a free Friday, you know, when we could go outside and talk to people and breathe their air. Um, if I had a free Friday morning, I would go sub. You know, get a little extra money. You know, sub like freaking sophomore Spanish. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I just sit at a desk and be on my phone all day, type of junk. You know what I'm saying? F- free money. So I would go do that, and if without fail, I'll be like, Miss Brown, why are you not standing for the pledge? And I just be like. I forgot what my I forgot what my normal response is, um, but I'm I've been stopped standing for the pledge because in Illinois, um, they still said the pledge every day. We said the pledge in high school, and I would not stand for that junk. I'm, I'm like, why? I'm like, my Bible says not to lie, <laughs> so why am I standing? Why am I standing for that? That doesn't make any sense. I can't even remember the last time I was in a place where we said the pledge. That's like, so weird. I can't remember to me. Cause I d- I certainly didn't say it in in high school. Do you say it? In, did you say it in, uh, in elementary? Grammar school. Yeah. What about middle? I don't remember. 
They got grown kids in Illinois, at least in Evanston, saying the pledge. I do not. Ma- but you know what? Maybe not anymore because El- Evanston is really forward. You know what I'm saying? They have a lot of black uh, teachers. They have a lot of black leadership at that. The principal's black at Evanston Township High School. I forgot about that. The superintendent is white, but um, Dr. Campbell is black. Also, I don't even remember when, like, there would even have been really a space for me to say it in high school because we didn't have homeroom or anything. You just had, like, you didn't have, like, a homeroom teacher. So it was Did just kind of like. You know, I don't remember. Maybe during first period. Yeah, during I don't think I had a homeroom towards the end. They changed stuff around, but during first period, they would say announcements. I'd be like, "Please stand for the pledge," and I'd be like, "I'm gonna say." Maybe we did. Right. Maybe we did, and I don't remember. But I don't remember saying the pledge in in high school. I can't even remember the last time. And like, I remember. I remember one time someone mentioned the pledge. I said, "Do I even remember the pledge?" Like, <laughs> because I, mean, I did not remember the last time I said it. I mean, your brain. You probably said it. Uh, couple years ago your brand is really good at blocking our trauma right so remember that one thing i forgot what we did that one time you remember you texted me yesterday and be like and i was i literally like you had to like katie we did this and i was like mm. oh wait i think we're talking about two different things but either way my brain is really good at blocking out stuff i don't like to remember so, <laughs> yeah, so. long story short don't make your kids say the pledge because if you don't want them to grow up uh you know lying so as i said if god, if, I'd if god, ra- sorry i was about to say the very last thing on this earth i pledge allegiance to is that flag so <laughs> right i remember, remember freaking gloria my grandmother when she <clears throat> when she found out that i pledged as she wrote she was like <laughs> no i already know what she's gonna say she, she was like the only thing you should be pledging to is jesus because yeah. she doesn't the concept of sorority does not not my Gloria. We didn't. We didn't put the Bible up, and like that's not what it is. I'm like, that's real funny. You said that, but I go to. I had to go to school every day. So the pledge, you had no problem with that. Pledging to a flag, y'all love a good flag here. Oh, you go, when you go to Jamaica, the only time I ever seen a. I was watching a vlog, a uh, Jamaican vlogger, a couple of days ago, and I saw a Jamaican flag hanging up, and I was like, that's like the first time. But I, she's in Kingston. It was a government building like flags here are excessive we get it we are here first of all you can't forget <laughs> the racism is about it's like the air you know what i'm saying so <laughs> anyway yeah i mean i'm just trying to think of things that i would pledge allegiance to for i'd pledge allegiance to a jelly bean for our pledge allegiance to that flag I'll what just no i'll pledge allegiance to nutritional yeast that junk that's a vegan like you put nutrient everything i'll pledge allegiance to that i actually already have oh and um and bubble tea i pledge allegiance to that did i tell you i made a tie bubble tea did i tell you mm-hmm. that girl i went to the asian market and i found bubbles and i found this is um, so like, like because <laughs> all, all over on the west coast we call it boba so i'm like <laughs> i feel like people do call it boba but i've, I've just been calling it bubbles because it's called no, bubble tea no on the east on the east coast they call it bubble tea on the west do coast we, we call it we call it boba just the drink itself we call it boba mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I saw this I'll one girl who I went to high school with before she was coming to Eastman, and mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, I hate when people call it bubble tea." I said, "You're gonna be real pissed when you get over here because I have not sure. heard a single person call it boba." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe because Nikki be telling me it's it's boba. I'm like, but they're bub. Oh, anyway, I bought the bubbles and I made I made it. Like it was hard to make. It was oh, it was very really? difficult to make because I've been thinking about making some, but now, girl, well, no, it's not it's not like 
rocket science. You know what is hard to make? You know what is hard? Like unbelievably hard? I had to teach the ball hole today on FaceTime. I almost shook that little boy. It was hard. <laughs> Not almost shook. <laughs> it was so hard. It's like this has to end. For the first time, I'm like, you might be throwing up gang signs. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Your thumb probably is hard as a rock because it's like I can't feel it out. I was like, this is ghetto. But yeah. I, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it one, and I'm, I'm gonna do a video on it. But um, it's, it was so freaking good. It was so good. You should make it. You should. It's just tea. It's the bubbles. The, the boba because what i'm the mistake i made was you have to boil it in sugar i assumed mm. that they were already sweetened because it says brown sugar it's like brown sugar tapioca on it oh that sounds so good <laughs> girl when i tell you that stuff was so fresh i was like oh my god it tastes terrible so i, I did it like the next day i boiled it in sugar and then i and then you add oh my god the amount of these i drink i used to drink when you could go outside in a week <laughs> makes me realize like why my face got a little full because it's like so much sugar you know what i'm saying because it's like you have to boil in sugar and then you have to add simple syrup to the tea Dang. you got your little milk i put oat milk because that oat milk from trader joe's delaney duh delaney <laughs> the oat milk from leaning the oat milk from trader joe's I mean, they also problematic because you you have to go all the way to the white neighborhood to do that. But that's another. We'll take stone by stone across the morass, one thing at a time. Okay, we've been talking about nothing for twenty five minutes. You have news besides what you said? I just named off four things. She said you got news besides that. <laughs> Actually, no, like five things. You see, there's always wanted more and more and more. <laughs> Ungrateful. I didn't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't know if we, if we, uh, if we stopped to talk about the pledge. Oh no, that was the end. <laughs> what I wanted to do, what I came up with, is that I want to play a little game of Family Feud. So you know how at the end of Family Feud, there's like that double or nothing mm-hmm. round. I forgot what it's called exactly. Yeah, fast money. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna do that. I have five questions for you. You have 25 seconds to answer them. Um, I'm going to probably go back and listen to my audio and write down your answers. And then I'm going to poll the our followers on IG. Y'all probably will see that, I don't know, sometime next week. Uh, sometime this week, rather, because it's coming out on Monday. I'm going to see what their most popular answer is. And then you'll get points based off of that. So, because you know how, you know, the, the oh, thing. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, because for people who don't see, it's like the way Family Feud works, it's not about just what you say. You the more you get the more, you get the most points based on out of 100 people name, 100 people were, were asked, what's the most popular uh, ice cream flavor? And then you might say freaking pistachio, but if 50 people said, if if fifty people said chocolate, you would get fifty points. If two people said pistachio, pistachio, you only get two points. So I'm gonna organize it so I can give you your points based on how many people, whatever. And then next week you come up with five questions. We do the same thing on intermission, and then we just gonna see who wins. Okay. 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 So I'm gonna put. <laughs> Delaney's pissy so I wanna <laughs> cause I was put I always be putting her through something I mean in her defense I really do always putting her through something okay um 
I'm going to put 25 seconds on the clock and it's going to start. It's going to start after I read the first question. I'll give you, um, you know what? I'll give you 27 seconds. It's because like, just in case I fumble 28, 28 seconds, just in case I fumble on something. Um, that's not your fault. Pull up my questions. Oh, it's so exciting. Aren't you excited Delaney? I don't I think even know what yes. this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With 28 seconds on the clock, name a composer whose name begins with H. Haydn. Name an English composer. Britain. Name a black composer. William Grant Steele. Name an instrument that begins with the letter E. English horn. Name a symphony that a random person would know on the street. Beethoven 5. Period. I feel like I All right. well. <laughs> You said what? I feel like I gave like a very popular answer for each of those. I feel like you're gonna do well and I feel like watch it's my own freaking game and I'm gonna look dumb next week when I'm so how many strings does a hurdy gurdy have? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, because Delaney is equally as trifling as me, you gotta use similar you gotta use similar questions, but you can I'll send you mine. Um and you gotta use similar questions, but don't be like name name an instrument that begins with letter X. Oh, that means no. Xylophone. Okay, okay, okay. You would actually do really well. <laughs> but but name like yeah, you can keep. I mean, you can change some of these because just in case I, I remember them. But I I don't see myself because I because I want to win so badly. I'm not gonna study for it because I want to know that I did it. You know. Mm-hmm. But I'll send you these, and you can change them around a little bit. Um. Yeah, you probably could keep all of these except name with an uh, English composer, a black composer, and a symphony, and then just change the letters on the other one. But you can do what you want. <sighs> you, you see how nice week. I was to you, though? You did well. You see how nice I was? Mm-hmm. Remember that. And y'all remember that, too. When she no. come with, how many keys does a piano have? That's not a hard question. <laughs> No, it can, no, it is. It is. Key, if I you're not know. a pianist, yeah, and if you don't be playing no piano, I don't actually, know. first of all, let me not even say what I think it is because watch me be wrong. So <laughs> while I'm over here, it's not a hard oh, question. It's 88, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm about to. Say. <laughs> I'm about to that's what I think. I, let's let's hope it's 88. It I'm is. about to say like oh, I, I definitely like <clears throat> 10 seconds before that I definitely heard like a collective gasp of people who haven't heard this yet because I was like, wait, how much is it? But it was somewhere in there. Yeah, I think it's 88. Yeah, I think it's 88. Well done, Delaney. We'll see. I feel like you probably got like freaking 100%. But <laughs> I mean, that's not probably really how not, it maybe works. not for maybe not for English composer people might say Elgar. And I probably do like first um 50 people to answer first 30 people okay, to answer. Okay, me saying name an Egyptian composer. I would like Quite LA. <laughs> <laughs> you name a, uh, a composer from South Sudan. <laughs> <laughs> For, where, where else? Cambodia. What else? <laughs> Estonia. Do I know an Estonian composer? I don't think so. All right. We moving on. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? That's a good question. I think we, since we. I think we kind of like, um, you know, we there was a lot of emotions last week, and so one thing that Katie always says is like you can't, you know, be pointing out a problem without being part of the solution. 
mm-hmm. especially because in classical music we like we said this before we see that a lot a lot of people want to have want to talk about a problem and then that's just like it stops there mm-hmm. and although i will say there's a balance because like i feel like a lot of the times these solutions do need to come from the people who have been in classical music for a while like we don't That's what like, I was gonna say. yeah we don't need to be dependent on people like us and you know um other black people in classical music to to be coming up with a whole bunch of solutions for problems that we didn't create i would um, say i low-key feel some type of way when you look at the black people like how can we be less racist i'm like y'all created this <laughs> like <laughs> we were just here we, uh, we were brought here like come on bro like <laughs> i think it's like i think it's really tacky yeah um so i think it's a combination because like on one hand yes like black voices xyz but on the other hand it's like we're also it's not our job like people be like oh educate us on history it's like they don't teach just like they don't teach black history in y'all schools they don't teach it in ours either like i mean my school was was a bit of an exception and even so it wasn't like a huge like i didn't have a black history class but like you know Mm -hmm. it was it was in there but just like they don't teach it in y'all schools they don't teach in the arts either and so a lot of black people have to learn their history themselves how do they do that google how can you do that as well google so like right why huh like (laughs) i'm still i'm still on the fact that we really talked about beethoven in music history at Eastman and just slid on slid right on by Samuel Coleridge Taylor. That is what a concept. What a mess. Yeah, I had a whole lot to say. You know, I I had that conversation um the other day um with a pretty like a high ranking person in classical music and mm-hmm. that was part of what I was what I was talking about. Like I mean one thing you know so there's a there's a new um a new site for the program that they're doing that's that's popping up in my hometown and i was saying like you know i'm I'm very lucky to have grown up in a community of black people so i have been in touch with my history as much as you can as a black american mm-hmm. because i said I literally said, you know, to be a black person in America is to have your history erased and taken away from you unless your family has immigrated here pretty recently, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because I can I can trace my lineage back to Louisiana, Oklahoma and West Virginia. And that's Mm -hmm. it. And so, like um, I said, anything that's shown up, especially because my my hometown is under threat of gentrification, I said Anything that does not serve the black people there is more of a detriment than an asset. Right. Like, period, at this point. Um, and so, I just, it's just crazy that people depend on, on black people to to fill in the gaps on the mm-hmm. history of this country when it's like, you really, you just have to do the work yourself. And yeah. you also, and it's also just not even hard to see in classical music because it's been so blatant right because we had somebody in our comments talking about well, black people just don't like classical music it's like <laughs> they're like really like bl- classical music has never been marketed towards black people it has never ever made a conscious effort to include black people right um yeah but anyway <laughs> we're just talking about what we think should be done I guess it's kind of it's like a a high key low key off the cuff not really off the cuff because we had structure earlier but um yeah I think one of the main things I mean I think the easiest thing you could do and I will say like I think I said it earlier but I do 
I do want to say how much I feel some type of way about us having this conversation because somebody was murdered. Um, but I think one of the easiest ways to do it is making your repertoire more inclusive. I mean, even if, if even if you don't want to, if you don't really want to try, which I mean, half of y'all really don't want to try, but um, make your repertoire more inclusive. That's a great place to start. Which can we, can we, I think I might have DM'd you this on Instagram. Can we talk about why I saw, there are some people asking, is it okay for uh, for me not being black to play black composers? And is that really what y'all think? Like, I understand, like, okay, there's cultural appropriation going around or whatever, whatever. But really? Why would it not be okay for you to just simply play a piece of music by a black composer, but I can play Beethoven, and I've been playing exactly. white composers my whole life? And I made, a, I made a status the other night about, like, saying, saying, like, y'all know you can play music by black composers and not be black, right? And I, we had a conversation about this, you, me, and two other of our friends, about how the only time um, black composers get programmed is when black students play them on their recitals and the your teacher is also at fault for that because that's high key problematic because it's it's like when when the black people come along it's like now you're gonna dust off that hail stork but it's like i mean i could see people's i guess i could see people's pause when you look at a negro spiritual yeah that's maybe i I was gonna say like maybe in that situation because i understand there's some things that have like ceremony around it and and, and that are sacred like that i can understand if you have some pause in on that front but like a symphony like why is it okay for me to play all types of white composers up and down my whole career i don't think have i I mean, I've played orchestral works by black composers at this point, but especially because when when you're talking about orchestral works, that's really not up to you. My recital was up to me, but like that's really right. dependent on other people. I've never played a symphony by a black composer, but I have played orchestral works by black composers before. But um, I was also going to say, why would it not be okay? But it's okay for y'all to to play and participate in every other genre of music that's created by black people exactly why would it not be okay for you to play a symphony by William Grant Steele but it's okay for you to listen to Lil Wayne it's okay for you to listen to Migos it's okay for you to listen to Beyonce it's okay for you to listen to Stevie Wonder it's okay for you to listen to Jackson 5 like you know like yeah what <laughs> and so I feel like I feel like honestly some of these roadback roadblocks are in y'all head mm-hmm. like <laughs> you know like I like I said I understand the 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 Negro spiritual thing like that has a, a deep you know meaning to black people and i'm not gonna say that y'all can't do it but i understand the pause because a lot of it is rooted in like pain and generational trauma that black people have Mm -hmm. faced i understand you might not be comfortable singing a negro spiritual but come on you can't play a hellstruck string quartet and that's the (laughs) thing (laughs) it's like you know i got i got me a little thing that i mentioned earlier and i'm just gonna have i'm gonna say it's like y'all y'all want y'all don't even know these works exist you know what I'm saying? I had like profession. I had professional violists being like, "Oh snap!" Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, Hellstock has been around, girl. Been around. Violists, and I hate to keep bringing up Hellstock. Actually, I don't. That's I stand. But um, it's like when you talk about viola repertoire, y'all y'all on that Brahms junk way too much. All right, and really not even viola repertoire. Right, not even like. So it's like you have to you have to be like you you have to really say what it is like you just were not interested in in hearing in hearing that stuff and even if it's like okay well you find pause about negro spirituals it's also the fact that like not everybody was writing spirituals right 
Um, but something else I, w- I would like to see, especially for people who claim to be for um, including or, or seeing more diversity at the upper level, like in symphonies, um, like world-class symphonies, is more dedication to the pipeline. And I mean like the pipeline where the bulk of the work is done because mm-hmm. a lot of people would love to put a put in a fellowship for after you've done your master's degree it's like <laughs> do you know right. how much it takes to get between between your your uh youth orchestra program that meets uh twice a week uh for for full orchestra and a master's degree in in music performance mm-hmm. like there's a lot going on in the middle and that is arguably like the most important part because that is when you are building habits practice habits discipline like all of that stuff is being is being um formulated through that high school to college Mm -hmm. you know because by the time you get a master's degree like you in this and you know you gotta practice and you did like Mm -hmm. you know like you've been here for a while by the time you're 26 or 27 like you get that so it's like I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, 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 we want to, we want to add this in, um, to help people get here. But it's like, by that time you, you so deep into it. So I would like to see people really, um, allocated more resources to people who are in high school about to audition for school mm-hmm. or even, um, even in their undergraduate years, because, um, like, I just feel like that's, that's a part of your life that you're never going to get back in terms of like, this is a if you're getting a performance degree like your job is to play your instrument you know and to to get through school and I just feel like people underestimate that and people people allocate so much to not not, they really don't even allocate so much to but um they focus on the very beginning like putting the violin in your hands and then getting you after you've done your new world symphony fellowship and it's like y'all we talked about this before it's like one of the most insulting things I see are these, you know, El Sistema inspired programs run by people who know what it takes, endorsed by people who know what it takes. Y'all go to these, y'all go to these, these, um, y'all go to these programs. And you see all these pizza wrists and you see kids who can't uh, hear nothing, wrists. and you see kids who can't hear nothing. You see, um kids who squeeze the neck the neck of their instrument you see high schoolers who can't vibrate i mean me but okay you're saying you see in i mean but also like i couldn't vibrate in high school and look how much work i had to undo to do that and that's only because the right people came at the right time um you see all high schoolers who i have a i have a viola i have a violinist well i don't really have her she takes private lessons at the eastman community music school which okay girl because there's no reason why a seventh grade violinist who's been playing as long as my that's my student has um and studies as hard as she does and takes lessons multiple times a week to not know how to not know how to play in third position that's freaking ridiculous so it's like you you know what it takes and you have these you have these programs it's a thing there's the thing that's the problem i have with white people in charge and I like let me just go by saying this because just in case somebody want to get their feelings hurt of course I don't mean all white people okay and if you think I mean all white people like why don't you just turn off just turn this off okay because I don't have time to keep going back and saying I don't mean all but um right. the problem I have, feel free to wear it I mean right I mean like um what did my grandma always say she my grandma has a phrase she, she'll be like I did um I threw corn I ain't tell you to pick it up 
because mm-hmm. you know how like right you she used to feed chickens back in the day so um it's like the problem i have with white people at the top is like y'all love to make it look like y'all are doing so i don't understand the obsession with that it's like as long as it looks like we are doing it as long like as long as it looks like it we good you know what i'm saying that's like i mean to be fair it's not really all i mean there's a there's a specific organization i have in mind that suffers from the same thing but i'm not going to say any more about that because i don't want to reveal what it is but um it's like we cannot make it look like we are making progress just to say that because you 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 it will be 2030 it'll be like it'll be 2030 and it'll be like it's still only four percent of people of color period in orchestras because bernstein gave gave an address back in the 1980s was he still alive let me not talk about neck whenever whenever before he died okay he, he gave an address in the 90s right? right i thought he died in like early 90s right let me yeah, look it up I think so you're right on it he died in in 1990 so he gave he gave an address in 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 the 1980s about how you know orchestras have you know it's it's like three percent maybe four percent y'all that was 40 years ago it's still four percent people color period people color period so it's like obviously something's not working you're not interested in making it work you're not because if you were if you were interested in making it work it would have worked if you were really interested and it's like also while we're here you have these fellowship programs that of course you want the best of the best to be there but i have a problem with classic music not having any middle there's no middle it's like not everyone who graduates with a master's degree who is black can jump into a fellowship program with the LA Phil. But hey, you freaking got your master's degree and you have a desire to be in an orchestra and there's nothing there in the middle. Yeah, it's just like, to, shut yourself up and practice. And and it's like, um, there's a particular symphony that I'm not gonna say, but, uh, no, okay, you don't say that because that's gonna give it away. <laughs> but I auditioned for a fellowship program. Yo, I never talk about how well I play. I never do because honestly i'm in an abusive relationship with an inanimate object i have a problem with it i feel like she doesn't care about my needs i feel like she doesn't i feel like i tell her what i desire and she just doesn't care i feel like it's it's supposed to, a relationship supposed to be 50 50 i feel like me and my relationship is de- me and my viola is definitely at a zero 100 she doesn't care Not a zero um, 100 she doesn't care about me um i definitely ask her to do things she never does it um in fact sometimes she laughs at me but um these particular tapes are probably the best tapes I've done. I was super proud of them. Turning my tapes, I was um, in conversation with this, with the VO teacher at this particular school. She was like, this is great. Let's do this, period. My tapes go to the orchestra and they were like, mm. And that's not to say like, I deserve anything. I don't deserve anything in this life, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I don't deserve, to, I didn't deserve to get that. That's not what I'm saying. When when the results came back, she was, she wasn't, she was like, they need to be more realistic about the people they want to help. And it's like, this was not a fellowship for P, for POC or black people it was just a fellowship. Um, but it's like, also y'all have to, I'm not trying to be real, but like, look where y'all are at. You know what I'm saying? But that's another conversation for another day. But it's like, y'all don't want to help people who like, y'all there's no middle there's absolutely no middle and a lot of black people are in the middle 
not every you you hear the stories of the black people who are homeschooled, who practice 27 hours a day, who got their Stradivarius as for their fifth birthday, who pra- who got who take five lessons a week, who got practice buddies, who um did their first competition when they were six and they played the Paganini 24th Caprice. Like there are black people like that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people listening to the show right now who are at where I'm at. You know, I have conversations with my friends all the time like we you know one uh one of my friends in particular Delaney's friend as well we talk frequently about like girl you taking this thing yeah girl I'm doing this thing you doing this audition yeah girl I'm doing this audition because we are in the middle people took interest in us we got uh in spite of white people in the way we got to where we got and now we're trying to get out of the middle Mm -hmm. that was very long-winded but that's that is a problem in classical music period and then if you want to talk about helping black people you got black people Started playing an instrument in high school. Um, really took a liking to it. They busted their butt. They got into college. They busted their butt and they got a master's degree. And they not, they're not far, but they're not there. And it's like, what y'all finna do about that? What y'all finna do? People who, people who you will be, you will be lucky to have them in your group. But hey. Chilling. Well, well, I don't know. I mean, that was the last one was mine. I also don't want to give these people too much for free. That's the thing. It's like those are those are some uh that's some food for thought. If y'all even really care, and to be frank, I don't even know if the right people are listening to this because you like like look at look at the read right. You think racist white people listen to the read? No, it's like they're preaching to the choir. Yeah, we know that's trans lives matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's we, that's how it is. Like that's what I felt lucky about classically black. Like we we appreciate yeah. the choir. Anybody who's tuning in every week to a podcast hosted by two black women is probably going to be on the on the same page with us for the most part. Right. Like this, it's rarely any time. It's rarely any time that Kid Fury would say something that I would disagree with. When I listen to Getting Grown, Kia and Jade, I would disagree with. You know, it's like a lot of times you're you have your platform for a reason, like in, in anything. Like there's ever a time I watch Sophia make combine a thousand lip lipsticks, I'm like, why why she do it like that? Because it's like she there's a reason why I'm there. So it's like m- maybe we could figure out how we're gonna reach more people. But a lot of people just don't want to hear it like that. You know, they don't want to hear. They don't want to hear it this raw. They mm-hmm. want to. People want to hear they're doing a good job. Yeah, like oh, you're doing. Girl, I got a story for love you that about job. that. But anyway, wait off the mics. Yeah, off the mics. Oh, snail! You know I love me some mess. But um, <laughs> it's not even but, that bad. It's just oh, so y'all don't man. feel so y'all don't feel left out. It's really not that bad. It just the information pertaining to things that don't need to be on the mics. Mm. But it's like people want to hear that they're doing a good job, and I mean, like that's how we've been. In, that's how you've been brought up you know as kids you don't you don't um when you get your when you get your um essay back your teacher don't write at the top this sucked but here you gotta what you gotta fix you know what i'm saying like yeah i feel like on one hand like i just feel like i mean and i was thinking about this actually the other day because i was like 
on one hand people respond differently to criticism and like they have their way like there are some people who be like i cried six times in my lesson like some people respond to negative reinforcement i am not one of those people you're not gonna be i was just about to say you're not gonna talk to me no kind of way because at the end of the day i'm grown so but but some people i guess respond to that at the same time like i'm someone who as long as you say it in a way that's not disrespectful like hey you suck you you the worst you never gonna be nothing and whatever whatever like as long as you criticize me in a way that's like straightforward but it's also not like demeaning me as a person then i'm good like we don't have to waste mm-hmm. time on that like and, and you were so amazing and then right. like i'm just like let's just get to the point but some people really really need that that mm-hmm. thing at the top and it's like we just gonna have to compromise on that because on one hand like i get it people have different ways of like learning and and getting through that i'm trying to be sympathetic to that because there Mm -hmm. are situations in which i am not going to respond the way people might want me to because that's just not how i am um but at the same time it's like we can't get caught up in coddling your feelings right especially if something is drastic like that like y'all are planning i mean 20 the 20 the laugh the latter half of this 2020 season might not happen but a lot of y'all finna be opening back your concert hall doors in in 2021 and it's like you have to go about that differently but yeah i feel like we should not be giving free consultation but i'm like you can definitely um if you'd like to know how to stop being racist in classical music you can always email that email us at classicallyblackpodcast.gmail.com um yeah I guess we're moving on then. And we will send you an invoice because <laughs> come on. Right. All right, it's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? All right, so this week I'm talking about somebody who is just one of those people. You know, we had those people that we mentioned um oh, multiple times. Boy. And it's who is it? Easy. Who um who is just they are black and excellent and it's like we just don't even really need to say this but um i'm picking garrett garrett ah! McCain, this this <laughs> this yeah. week and the reason why i mean the reason why is just because he deserves it but also like the reason why garrett was at the forefront of my mind this week is just because like he is someone who is first of all very much at the center of what's going on right now like um he's based in saint paul um and you know the twin cities saint paul and minneapolis george floyd was mm-hmm. murdered in minneapolis a lot of the like everyday places that garrett like frequented are now you know like he's just in the middle of that you know mm-hmm. and he's been pretty vocal about that and he's still been going to work um getting on the radio advocating for black people and black composers um throughout all of this and he's also um uh just come back with season two of triloquy uh, his Period. podcast um which is now an independent project of him and scott so c- congratulations to them for that so that those two things are what had you know geared at the front of my mind this week as somebody who is very much like of course we're all we're all like have various degrees of being in this and, and are affected by this mentally but like he is very much like physically you know traveling and also he works overnight too so like you mm-hmm. know he's he's very much like moving through the epicenter of all this right and still you know advocating for black people in classical music um but yeah i mean y'all know gary y'all know he he been out here um with all these accolades you know he's um a bassoonist who has i just 
a laundry list of accomplishments. Um, y'all know he had the DSL Fellowship, and he's played with multiple orchestras, uh, the Memphis Symphony Orchestra, the Sphinx Symphony, um, St. Paul Chamber Orchestra, Louisville Orchestra. Oh my gosh. Um, and of course he um was he he played with the Knoxville Symphony um for a couple of seasons before um transitioning fully uh to public radio. Um and now he's he's over there at Minnesota Public Radio hosting music through the night and is the executive director. Um, the executive producer, rather, um, of Triloquy, um, which is his podcast with Scott Blankenship um, that talks about all kinds of things. I mean, Triloquy is really like, is really like if you, I know Classically Black, it's very, we're rough around the edges, you know, because we just. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little scruffy. Oh. <laughs> a, little, a little scruffy. <laughs> if, if, if finesse was a podcast, it would be us because we have really finessed this um but it's like triloquy is like a podcast that's like very about it and very honest um and upfront about the issues that we're facing in classical music but it's like produced because it started um at american public uh media so but now it's a completely independent project so i'm just i'm just excited for all the ways that they're gonna shake the table over there um you know, now that they ain't gotta, you know, send their episodes for approval to nobody. I couldn't imagine we get a, we wouldn't get approved for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a constant. Like I think they would just put like an automatic reply up, like go back and try again. <laughs> <laughs> right. First um, of all, the amount of timestamps they would be like, take and take that out and and re say that because even even um I ain't gonna say that. Never mind. <laughs> um. Yeah, but because um, I think I was I was listening to they released the overture to their second season, um, and I was listening to it and, and Garrett mentioned just in passing that like Scott sometimes produces him like hey say this that way I said oh Scott must hate listening to our show <laughs> because right we just say things any type of way that they come out like and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> He would just be producing you like, hey, say this that way. I'm like, I don't even think about stuff like that. I just be talking, <laughs> girl. You know, I, and I be like combining my my words together and joint. Like, <laughs> we will be there. These little two hour recording sessions gonna turn into four because everything gotta go back and say it again, say it again. He probably wouldn't ask us to enunciate because that's just like the the, nat- the nature of our vernacular. But mm-hmm. yeah, all this flying off the handle have to be going back and say it again, right? Um, <laughs> But yeah, all the stuff that I mentioned is, of course, just a drop in the bucket for um, Garrett and all his accomplishments. So, of course, I'll be linking his um, his website so you can learn more about him. And I'll link uh, Triloquy's website as well. Um, and also, I mean, y'all heard Garrett on the show a couple episodes ago. Um, and I'm sure he will be back because, I mean, th- there's really no end, no end to what we could be talking about with Garrett on this show. So, um, Garrett is just it. Like, yeah, it's just it. Like, like <laughs> wow what a concept what a concept like and you know what in classical music especially because like we said there's so many people liking to have you know let's just have a talk about this and like being very like surface level about stuff and skating over issues and garrett is Mm -hmm. one of the very few people in classical music that i'm like what he got to say you know because you know he gonna tell you what he got to say so um yeah shout out it to says it well too very very well and it's just so unapologetically black and that's what we need mm-hmm. in this space because that's that's classically black too so 
shout out to Garrett and um yeah if y'all could I'm, of course I'll link his social media too but head over head over to his social media and just thank him for for existing right <laughs> go to his mama page and thank her <laughs> right <laughs> Ooh, you got and, and hit your bible and thank him okay <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> Oh my goodness. My piece this week is an American Porter Call by Adolphus Hellstork. Um, I will always say Hellstork's name. Like y'all gonna have to start doing a drinking game where how many times Katie say, Nah, it should be that'd be cute, but not like drinking and we don't wanna you know. But like how many times how many times do we does Costly Black say this in an episode? Like Kid Fury, Crystal, The Reed, Garrett. Joseph Conyers. Oh gosh, y'all will be plastered. <laughs> y'all, y'all will be drunk. <laughs> oh, uh, this, po- this podcast is over. Yeah, this podcast is over. Delaney is Delaney's trash. Delaney's trash, rather. Yeah. Oh, y'all will be drunk, drunk. You um, well, at the rate the country, the 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 planet is dying. That's another <laughs> one we say a lot. And we're like, oh, this country's trash. Yeah. If we if we even picked one of those, I'm sure like if we picked even like the one that we say the least, which is none of them. Um right. if we just picked one, at least one shot would be taken. At least one. Like the uh, yeah. You see how Joseph Connie was minding his business this episode and we just managed to squeeze him in? Right. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh Yeah, but I think that's it. Oh no! At the rate at the world is dying because the country will definitely blow up before the world. So we haven't said that in a while. Hmm. Yeah, maybe if we pick that one. Well, on that note, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, Delaney. <laughs> you know, I actually thought you weren't going to do it this week, in spite of everything we have going on. Peace of the week, black excellence in a mission. <laughs> Send it to classically black podcast at gmail.com and we will talk to y'all next week. Bye y'all. A tutelar.